I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. We're two whiskey pals serving a weekly whiskey podcast and rocking your whiskey world. Exploring the whiskies and distilleries of the world and meeting amazing people along the way. We'll be sticking our noses into our jams and all things whiskey. So fill your whiskey glass and join the fun. Hello listeners, I think you should introduce this episode, Inca, you being Finnish and all. <laughs> Welcome dear listeners. Today we are talking about Derenpeli Distillery from Finland. And I actually paid a visit to the distillery in Lahti in Finland this summer. So they gave us lots of lovely samples. So today we are reviewing three of them. Fantastic. Oh, I've only tasted two. What the f- the third? <laughs> <laughs> also, I was listening to last week's Glen Cadam episode. And when I was Like after, you know, I've already tried the whiskeys. This is now, it's already been published. I'm listening to it. And I kind of, I don't know. I quite started to like the sound of the 15-year-old, like the tasting notes. (laughs) But I couldn't really remember it. I was just listening to it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it again. And I had a tram last night and I was just blown away. It was so amazing. I can taste it better. Yeah. Than it did when I first time and I tried it. It was so good. So I thought, oh, now I need to really try the 10 year old again because I wasn't too impressed with that one. But I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I was just like overanalyzing it for the episode, you know? It's interesting, isn't it? Going back and revisiting a dram. But I'm loving that your own tasting notes were drawing you back in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, but I was just really quite taken back how much I enjoyed it last night. Well done, Glen Cadam. See, it's a dark horse indeed. But anyway, folks, it's time, as always, to stick your nose in it. Stick your nose in it. So I want to start today's news just to say happy birthday to Scots Malt Whiskey Society. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. That's a style of altered imagery, think. Are you too young to remember that? No, I know that one. (laughs) You know that one. Yes, happy birthday, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Yeah, 40 years and counting. Oh, older than you. That's quite crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next up, the study commissioned by the Tennessee Whiskey Trail discovered that the whiskey industry brought in 3.45 billion US dollars and 8 million non-local visits last year. And these visits supported other industries with 2.5 billion US dollars spent at distilleries and off-site establishments. And that includes lodging, food beverage, retail, recreation, transportation and more. It's estimated that all these dollars supported 30,000 jobs and created 441.1 million US dollars in tax revenue. La Tennessee Whiskey Trail, it was founded in 2017 as a collaboration between more than 30 distilleries across the state, including brands such as Jack Daniels, George Dickel, Uncle Nearest and more. Oh, that's a, one thing to put on the list, ever-growing oh. whiskey list, Tennessee Whiskey Trail. So good. My singing would be off the charts, bad and enthusiastic on that. My goodness, so much to see and do. We'll need to save our dollars though, Inca. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so yeah, maybe for my 40th. <laughs> <laughs> so this next bit of news 
I'm not sure how I feel about this. So the pretty standards institution known known as BSI, the national standards body of the UK, published British whiskey production guidelines just recently. So BSI standards are voluntary, unlike legal requirements such as the Scotch whiskey regulations and the Irish whiskey technical file. Although there is some overlap between BSI standards and the law. The standards include the desired color, which should be caramel ranging from pale yellow or gold to deep amber or mahogany. Whiskey must be matured for at least three years in wooden casks and shouldn't be sweetened or contain any additives. The alcoholic strength by volume must be at least 40% and less than 94.8. And the BSI also notes that only water or plain caramel should be added to matured whiskey. And in terms of product labeling, the BSI encourages distilleries to consider whether any animal products were used in the production of liquids stored in casks prior to the whiskey maturation process, as the whiskey should not be labeled as vegan if so. So... (laughs) Why? So does that mean, you know, back as we've if we've touched upon before, like if the colour's kind of rosy or something, dependent on the cask finish, are they going to be... Yeah, I think that's that. But then also, like, there's already the regulations was in the Scots industry, and I think there's, like, that English body as well that are trying to kind of regulate the English whiskey now that there are so many. So, you know, this whole, like, oh, British, put it all under one umbrella. I just don't really like it, and I don't think it really works. It sounds quite rigid. Yeah, and it's also kind of repeat, like repeating some of the same stuff and then just making it really confusing. I don't think we need this. BSI sounds a bit like... (laughs) I know, I was thinking BS in it. And I was also thinking it sounds like makes me think of IBS, which is all a bit (laughs) shitty. Yeah, definitely. Always you look at it, I think it's just, yeah, big BS. Finnish producer Kura Distillery has released its core whiskey range comprising four expressions. The quartet of whiskies are made from 100% Finnish rye and include Kura Malt, Kura Wood Smoke and the new Kura Oloroso and the new Kura Peat Smoke. Co-founder of the brand said, launching this core whiskey range is a huge milestone for the brand. It has been in the making since we launched Malt in 2020, so it's surreal seeing it come to life. The core four were made to showcase the versatility of the rye grain and has allowed us to create something for everyone whilst introducing them to the Finnish rye whiskey category. And we actually featured some Kiro, Kiro, Kiro. Kira. Kura! Jesus! We actually featured some Kura releases in episode 31 together with the delightful Finnish whiskey girls. Check it out if you haven't already. That is still some of my favourite sort of tasting notes, hearing you girls slapping (laughs) yourself with the birch leaves, all that jazz. (laughs) Oh, it's funny you were saying delightful. I thought you were going to say delicious. They are quite delicious, though. They're super sweet, aren't they? Yeah. And their pictures are beautiful. Oh, like, I know. So stunning. Yeah, definitely. It makes me miss Finland a little bit when I see mm, their pictures. Totally. Worldwide Whiskies with the Whiskey Sisters. The name Terenteli means the courtship of the black grouse and the term is also used for flirting you know between people and that's why the company's logo features a male black grouse oh twit loves in the air 
Teren Valley started as a brewery and they also have quite a few restaurants. And then eventually they came up with the distilling idea. And the family-owned Teren Valley distillery was established 2002 in Lahti in Finland. And today the distillery is the biggest distillery in Finland. They specialize in producing premium quality single malt whiskies. And they use pot stills, which they purchased from Scotland and they obviously handmade in Scotland. Actually, the owner went to Speyside and just like contacted one of the distilleries and did tours with them and really learned from the Scots how to do distilling. Nice, a nice Finnish-Scottish connection. Yeah, and they use mainly ex-sherry and ex-bourbon casks in the production. So the ones we're reviewing today are very sherry heavy. They've also matured whiskey in various patches of export, uh, Madeira and rum casks. And each cask is filled with the new make spirit with the strength of 63.5% ABV. And obviously the climate is colder in Finland, so the spirit seeps in slower into the wood and also... The distillery is one of the northernmost distilleries in the world. Oh, that's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, so that also means that the wastage or the angel share is smaller. Also, the ABV remains higher because the water evaporates in sub-zero conditions. Oh, that's quite nice. So less angels and more devilment afoot in Finland. Yeah, but obviously, <laughs> like, I think this cask influence, you think that they need a little bit longer in the cask mm. to get properly, like, yeah. flavours from it. All the whiskies are produced using Finnish non-peated malt from local malting factory and fresh Salpauselka ground water. So obviously they have some peated releases. I think the peated malt comes from Scotland, I think. And the total capacity is over 100,000 litres of new spirit per year. And can I just say, like, so did you actually visit there when you were last over in Finland? Yeah, so I took the train from Helsinki because it only takes an hour or less than an hour. So I went to visit, yeah. Very cool. They've reduced their carbon footprint with their own wood pellet power plant since 2015 and used the closest possible ingredients in the production, with most of the malted barley grown within 150 kilometres from the distillery since the beginning in 2002. The malting plant, the Viking Malt, is the fifth largest in Europe, founded back in 1883, and they have more than 60 types of malt available. Brewing and distilling process requires plenty of hot water which in turn means high energy expenditure to reach the needed temperatures and to achieve this in an environmentally sustainable way, Tiran Pele chose to build their own pellet power plant, Go Them. This way, they've been able to produce the process heat renewably, especially since the pellets are made from a residual sawdust of a local sawmill. And not only this, the electricity has also been produced renewably from wind and water power plants. By using these wood pellets as an energy source, they are reducing the carbon footprint roughly by 90% compared to the more traditionally used fossil energy sources they sound fairly innovative yeah they become their sustainability and even you know the bottles you know the core or the tops and things like that they're really thinking you know and they don't have any um gift packaging and things like that because it's just wastage yeah keep it real yeah. So their core range includes five different kinds of single malts and many of the malts have 
won several awards and different competitions over the few years. In 2020, Terempeli won the World Wide Whiskey Producer Award at International Wine and Spirits Competition, which is... And they also make gin, blue gin, which is really, really nice. And they also do an aged one as well. If you like gin, look it up. So Inca, paint pictures with words. What was it like to visit there? Is it like a Scottish distillery? Is it quite different? What's no, it's very different. It's kind of, I don't know, it doesn't really like look like a distillery. It's just almost like a warehousey thing. You walk into the, from the front door, there's a shop. They Because they also obviously do brewing. So they got loads of craft beers and uh-huh. um, all sorts of other drinks. So they you can buy stuff from the shop. And then they have their little tasting room there. And then the distillery building is kind of behind this facade. So you need to go to a different building to get to the stills. And the brewery is in the same building as well. So it's, it's kind of warehousey. It's not very... Quite a like big it, industrial setup. Yeah, it's kind of like Glasgow. No, it's more like Glasgow Distillery, but not as industrial. Like it looks a little bit more, I guess the setting is more Finnish and it's a bit, you know. Did they have a gift shop with hoodies and snacks? Yeah, they did. They did. And that's where you buy also the beers and things. Yeah, it's more modern, I guess. I'm, there's a something I don't want to mention just yet because I've left it as the, for the whiskey fact, which is very fun fact about the distillery. So I'll keep you waiting. So you it, have to listen to the end. It sounds like if it's like accessible from Helsinki by train for whiskey lovers, that might be worth a journey. Oh yeah, for sure. Literally, it's less than an hour. The trains are cool. You can have a beer on the train, <laughs> and then it's just like ten minutes in a taxi from the station to the place or you know they're really nice they gave us a lift back and all that oh how nice yeah dram on fire okay dram on fire well it turns out we're sampling three today in my defense i put my samples up in a really high cupboard and i'm not that tall and i'm misreading because oh what excuse (laughs) i didn't see there was one that actually said in huge letters to age 10 years i guess because the names are you know kulo balo all that so you're already confused by all the finnish words yeah but i do have previous for messing up on the tasting samples so i (laughs) think you're being quite kind and cheers bud (laughs) yeah so yeah turns out it's three drams and the 10 year old single malt is made with finnish barley malt and was matured in a combination of bourbon and sherry casks 85 percent bourbon baby and 50 percent sherry first ever finnish 10 year old been in their lineup since 2015 the color is kind of dark yellow gold we're going to need to rely on your notes heavily here because i'm just smelling and tasting for the first time i like how the sun hits the glass the whiskey looks really golden and you know really nice totally so nice um okay so i found this very malty oaky there's some vanilla biscuit in there like a hint of vanilla but kind of biscuity more some coconut cream or like you know what they use in cakes that kind of not the icing but they have that kind of thicker cream i don't know what that is called because oh, it's not yeah, like yeah. cream but it's like slightly thicker like a kind of fondant cream but not quite an icing and i know what you mean yeah. but i don't know the name of it myself yeah so that but like coconutty and then after it's been in the glass for quite a long time i just had a sniff i was getting loads of fresh juicy pears Oh, very nice. On first sniff, I'm enjoying it. I'm listening to your notes, so I'm kind of, you know, that suggestibility is there and I'm, I can totally agree with them. Maybe on first sniff, slightly perfumed. 
maybe mm-hmm. a little bit floral for me on first sniff. Do you get the maltiness? I find it very malty. Malty, but musky malty. Yeah, that's a good word. It's, yes. it's drawing me in. I'm looking forward to tasting it. On the palate, initially, I was getting quite a lot of black pepper and some salty licorice. And then like uh, like a straw or like hay, you know, that kind of dry grass type of thing, I think. Yeah. Again, maltiness and then some like a touch of vanilla custard. Nice. I think the salty licorice is spot on and I definitely get a pepper spice. There's a slight savoury aftertaste, not quite on the finish, but still on the palate. You know, I'm not sure of the name of the charcuterie different meats you get, mm. but there's one that's kind of like <laughs> like a kind of dark burgundy and they cut it super skinny. Oh, yeah. It's kind of leathery. Yeah. 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 So I kind of feel like I've had a bit of that. Mm, that's a good shout. Do any of our listeners know what meat I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, so I think now that it's been in the glass and have taken a sip I found it a little bit more sweeter like a bit more sugary I can almost get an apple pie glow on the finish a kind of sweet sugary fruity pie and I find the finish a bit more drying and a bit more oaky I think it's such an easy sipper it's going down really nicely for me yeah I enjoyed it it's not my favorite from these three but it's Nice. I feel it's a good entry-level dram. I don't think it's offending anyone. Mm-hmm. I think it's got enough to offer. Maybe not super multi-layered, but I'm really enjoying sipping away. Gula is lightly peated and it's been matured for seven years in sherry casks and bottled at 50.7% ABV. This is to build up the character, they say. This one has won loads and loads of different awards like... 2020, it was the International Wine and Spirits Competition Gold Outstanding Award with 98 points. In 2022, they got seven different awards. And yeah, there's like so many. I'm not even going to say, but this is super duper award winning dram. And it's distilled from 87% Pilsner malt and 13% heavily peated malt. And the resulting new make spirit is peated 5 ppm. So like you could barely say... Is it really peated? Because it's yeah. five. Echoes of peach. Echo, yeah, echo of peach. Kula is basically, I was trying to kind of translate it in my head. Like, I actually had to message my friend in Finland. I was like, come on, help me how to say, like, what's Kula? You're <laughs> distilling all the Finnish out of yourself. I that. know. <laughs> but Kula is basically like controlled burning off the soil or ground. It could also mean like a fire that is caused by lightning you know, like a forest fire or something like that. Ooh, powerful. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit confusing because it's not really that peated. So like it's giving me the name is more smoky vibes. I'm loving that they've won all these awards. I didn't know that prior to tasting it. So, but I'm not surprised. So how's the nose for you? Delicious. I think the color is quite a caramel golden. The nose is giving me all the feels a very rich, cherry and sultana cake maybe some sticky glassy cherries quite sweet and then maybe set thick honey on white bloomer bread with butter and then I got a slight saying savory would be too um too strong but a kind of empty bag of salt and vinegar crisps like the afterglow of the crisps with the empty bag that's a really good one yeah 
Uh, that's a funny one, but I do like that. I speak as somebody experienced with holding empty bag of salt. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what about you, honey? Yeah, so it's definitely a sherry bomb on the nose, juicy raisins and sultanas, some dark caramel. I was getting figs. It has that kind of heavy, sugary smell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I love that you've got figs. That's such a good shout. Yeah, and there's definitely now that's been in the glass, there's that kind of kind of mocha, like a, in Finland we have these little biscuits um, that has a little layer of, it's like sugary coffee top. I don't really know what to call it, but that kind not, of... Not really icing and not really cream fondant, but something kind yeah, of like that. Yeah, yeah, milky coffee. I was highly excited on the nose. Was the nose doing it for you? Yeah, really nice. And I think... There's also some a little bit of leather in there somewhere. Oh, good call. But yeah, it's very rich. Like I want to hear your tasting notes first. Go for it. Okay. First of all, I was going to say the color, I thought it was more like rusty red mahogany. It's, it's really oh, dark. Oh, it is dark. Yeah. It's quite salty. Grapefruit, sweet, like sweet and sour. Oh, uh, yes. Like a yep. tangy, tangy mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something warming, like a little bit of chili, but not in a in a spicy way, but just warming. And then some waxy lemon peel and green grapefruit. Oh, nice notes. I got the warming. It was more a nutmeg and ginger spice for me on the palate. I was actually thinking maybe vanilla cake batter before you cook it. I got the salt and vinegar crisps, but this time actual crisps on a sandwich with sweet white bread and butter. Mm-mm. Like a little sort of savouriness, but kind of nice sweet breadiness as well. Mm. On the finish, I got quite a caramelly, you know, like a boiled sweet, like a Werther's original, but now I'm getting maybe a wee bit of that leatheriness you mentioned earlier on the finish as well as a kind of caramelised sweet. Yeah, there is some sort of sweetness that I can't really put my finger on what it is. Bloody delicious. Yeah, it's really nice. So it really nice. sticks to the glass as well. It had really quite slow running droplets. I um, think it is a total dram on fire and the name even says so. Yeah, although it's funny because Kula in Italian, not with K but with C, means ass. <laughs> So Italian <laughs> listeners might be a bit like, oh, oh, <laughs> interesting name for a whiskey. Oh, funny. But yes, it's definitely a dram on fire. Next. Is... I don't want to move on. I just want to linger in the Kulo glass right yeah. that day. Okay, next up, listeners, is Palo. Is it Paolo or Palo? Palo. Palo, 46% ABV. And this was the 20th anniversary release from autumn 2022. Gently peated, Terrempilly New Spirit has matured in carefully selected XPX and X Oloroso sherry casks. Not too sure about the PPM levels in this dram. Yeah, I was trying to do some research and find if there was anything, but I couldn't find it. Okay, so this one, I think color-wise, it was more like light mahogany, maybe kind of yeah. brownish color. Yeah, it was a very kind of deep golden, more sunny than the last one, but def- definitely still darker. Mm-hmm. Initially, I think on the nose, it was kind of giving me those fruity new make vibes. 
Ah, was it? Yeah, and you know, actually, oh, I should have said this earlier. So I tried the new make at the distillery mm-hmm. and it was kind of fruity, but had this kind of peppery, like black pepper in it as well. So I think that kind of showed in these previous trams, actually, That's especially in the first one. I think we've chatted about this before. I'm not sure if just in real life or on the podcast as well, but it's quite interesting when you've had the new make taste and you can get that, you know, the flow of that flavour throughout the jams. It's super interesting. So, yeah, it was giving me fruity new make smell. Sweet and sour pork, Mm. like that Chinese sweet and sour. Barbecued peaches and just like sweet smoke, but very gentle smoke on the nose. You know, it's not... Yeah, you kind of almost have to look for it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's super gentle. I get a kind of caramelized banana, not quite barbecued banana, but certainly that kind of slightly caramelized fruity banana. Pecan and caramel ice cream on the nose. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of creamy, but that kind of nutty caramelness. But then I was getting, is that like a dense rye bread or is that just because I'm thinking of like Finland? But I was getting, you know, chia seeds. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle on maybe some rye bread and kimchi. Is that how you pronounce that Korean, like, kind of sauerkraut? Do you know Uh what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I don't know if you call it kimchi. I think you do, but it's this Korean, like, sauerkrauty with all these, like, awesome flavors. So interesting. You said, kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, about the, the, what you got in the nose as well. It's been in the glass for a little bit. I think there's that black pepper. As well, you know, like you can get in the Chinese, you get um, pepper sauce. Like I normally order prawns and pepper sauce. Oh, but I'm not getting the prawns, but just that sauce is really quite salty but peppery. Well, I can't believe you're saying that because I want to be, I want to rudely jump in before you're asking on the palate and tell you my palate because I've got spiky Chinese five spice, then that softened into pickled ginger, and then I got soy sauce. Then I was getting hungry for sushi and then I thought, oh, it's the sweetness of sushi rice, but maybe with the zestiness of like ginger. And I was having this whole kind of vibe of Japanese cuisine. Oh, that's interesting. I actually had Japanese for lunch. But then it got a little bit sweeter, kind of maybe zestiness of the ginger, sweetened oaty biscuit, maybe a cheesecake base made with oats. And I felt it quite fizzy on the tongue. That's all mellowed though when I'm sipping it now that it's been in the air for a bit so it has mm. definitely changed did you get any peat like did it did it make you think of peat or smoke or anything really it's a little bit smokier on the palate now the air's been at it but it's more a kind of soya sauce salty savoriness other than a smoky smoky for yeah. me yeah actually the nose is now also giving me that um what is the another like a sauce in the chinese or like asian food is it the kind of black one Sesame seed sauce. No, no sesame sauce, um, no. Teriyaki. Oh, the quite sweet, sticky one. Yeah. Yum. That kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of Asian influence here, isn't it? Yes. I was getting more sweet peat. I found it quite herbal with, you know, rosemary, oregano. I don't know. I was just trying to think like what it, it what was it? But it's almost like you just walk into a herb garden and you're just getting a whiff of all these like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily specific just rosemary or something yes maybe even like perch birch leaves or something like that like it's maybe giving me those sauna vibes again <gasps> i can't believe you've said that <laughs> you know what i've got on the finish what? intrigue 
Finnish sauna vibes. Inca's <laughs> conversation about sausage cooking in the sauna. Sweet, smoky and juicy. Yeah, that sausage one is good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's also fruity at the same time, but that's a good one. So for our listeners who are not familiar with all these weird Finnish customs, um, basically this is Jen is referring to a conversation when we were at Metallica concerts or like pre-Metallica with my brother and my brother and I were kind of arguing whether you should cook sausage in the sauna or not. <laughs> and, um, I was saying like, I like it. There's certain like bags that you put sausage in and then you put it on the stove and you just sauna and throw the water. And, you know, once you're finished saunaing, you just take the sausage and go and have a wee snack. But my brother was saying like, oh, that's so disgusting. I hate that thing. And yeah. I was a like a merry spectator in this conversation thinking, whoa, these fins are amazing. Is this a real conversation? But it was. And I really like that we're both coming up with, you know, sauna intrigue with this dram. Yes, definitely. Um, on the finish, yeah, I would take this still lingering peat. It's not like the longest finish, but it does linger for a while. There's some fruitiness. Your basic kind of... I'm always getting peach and apricots and things like that with a lot of the peaty drums. So something like that. Stewed fruits. Stewed fruits. So which one is the winner? I think it's really close between Kulo and Paolo. Polo. Polo for me. Paolo. At first, like the Kulo was like blowing my mind. But the Palo is really growing on me. But for me, Kulo. And I think what a juicy selection of drams. I'm so impressed. Yeah. And Palo is also, they, it's also an award winning dram. But I'm not, again, I'm not going to do many, but like it's one loads of stuff. Palo means fire, burn. <laughs> they like burning one. stuff. <laughs> there is a dram on fire vibe, isn't <laughs> yeah. there? Fighting up. Um, I think marginally, I would say Kulo probably wins for me, but I did enjoy Balo as well. We got two more drums to try and I thought maybe at some point in the winter we could just do a little Instagram live to sampling the rest. For sure. Can we have sausage in the sauna? Sauna. Yeah. <laughs> sausage pairings. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. Okay, so the Whiskey Fact today is linked to Terenpeli. And I thought, rather than mention it earlier, I'll leave it to the end because it's quite fun. The distillery uses recycled sea containers for storing around 2,500 casks. It's the ship containers, where you call it. No way! Yeah. So they got different sizes and basically they just have loads of those rather than warehouse. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah, and they're like different colors and then, you know, sometimes they can be painted and so on. They are more affordable than constructing a warehouse, especially given the strict Finnish regulations on storing spirits. They claim that this method allows them to create a unique microclimate for their whiskey as the containers are exposed to the changing seasons and temperatures of Finland. And the containers can be ventilated, but are also insulated to reduce temperature fluctuations, which range from minus 30 or minus 35 in winter to 30 degrees in the summer. 
And they also say that the sea containers are easy to transport and relocate, which gives them flexibility and mobility. I love that. That's such a cool fact. And those yeah. like shipping sea containers are quite funky, aren't they? They're very yeah. cool. I have little cabinets that are kind of little fake ones of them. They're super yeah. industrial chic. So I took cool. some pictures while I was there, so I will be sharing these on our socials this week. Love it. Um, also, I just like random Finnish fact uh, to, to finish it off. You know, in Finland, they have wife carrying world championships. As in a wife, as, car- as in a human being woman yeah. being, being carried by their husband? Yes. <laughs> so you don't necessarily have to be married, but basically the guy is carrying a woman and it's a world championship. So anywhere in the world you can enter the first prize is the winner's wife's weight in beer <laughs> so is it like a race Did yeah it's run? race like there's mud and water and all sorts of stuff and you just oh have to, my god there's you know you should google google wife carrying world championships so you can see how they carry the wives as well because it's quite hilarious Tell me this, Inca, would you participate in said event? Would you yeah, be married? I yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we actually were looking at this one time, me and my husband. <laughs> I, can, I can see it in our future. <laughs> Although I don't really drink beer, but I think it would be fun. That's hilarious. So good. I must Google this and look up some pictures online. And I will be there cheering you guys on if you are ever being carried to the finish. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. Thanks, lovely listeners, as always, for sticking around. And if you're new, hey, how you doing? Hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you delve your nose into more. Next week, oh, extreme excitement. Brace yourself. We have a very special guest to chat about all things music while we sample three more releases. Anyone that likes rock music is Scottish and over the age of 40 will be mind blown at our guest. Other people might not know who he is, but you soon will. He is amazing. Yeah, I guess if you like music and whiskey anyway, even if you don't know who he is, like me, <laughs> he'll be fun anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm excited to try these Bormore releases because there's a lot of controversy over, you know, are they good? Are they not? There's like mixed reviews yeah. on their releases. So now we can stick our noses in these and see what we think. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, on X at Whiskey Sisters, and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. And if you're already following us, don't unfollow us. Stay around. Keep this. Keep this, Sinka. Yeah. Oh, Tervedexi. Slanchava would be Tervedexi. Tervedexi. <laughs> okay, let's just stick with that. May your glass be full and your dram on fire.